0: The topic is DDoS. The question is, why do financial institutions need a dedicated solution? Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm discussing DDoS today with Mark Byers. He's Director of Product Marketing with Fortinet. Mark, thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Hi, Tom. Thanks thanks for having me. Just to
0: start out, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your experience, and Fortinet, please, for people that aren't familiar with the
1: company. Sure, no problem. I cover most of Fortinet's advanced technology products, and that includes things like application delivery controllers, web application firewalls, and DDoS mitigation appliances. For the folks who are listening um, who haven't heard of Fortinet, Uh, Fortinet is one of the largest manufacturers of network security products. We're mostly known for our next-generation firewalls and unified threat management products. However, we also have other products like wired and wireless switches and products like iManager, EDCs, and WAF appliances. We have solutions that pretty much run the gamut of all segments, ranging from small, medium business appliances and solutions all the way up to enterprise and carrier solutions.
0: So, Mark, over the past 18 months or so, we've heard a lot about DDoS. What do you find to be unique about DDoS attacks targeted at banks and
1: other financial institutions? The fundamentals of a DDoS attack are the same for most businesses. For financial institutions and for banks, we found that the they tend to be targeted more often and not for the same reasons than other businesses are targeted or other organizations are targeted. The primary motivation for attacking financial institutions is either to disrupt commerce or disrupt their bank operations. But we're also finding out that banks are being targeted um, with DDoS attacks to mask other intrusion events in order to get financial data, be it credit cards, be it banking records, be it bank accounts, et cetera, et cetera. Bulk attacks have been used to mask these more insidious level attacks, or they can be just small layer seven attacks that are going after uh, going after this data. And a lot of times, they're not just looking to congest services and congest the pipes as in normal DDoS attacks. They're actually using it to probe weaknesses in data center systems for these, for these institutions.
0: So, Mark, let's talk about the people on the front lines. What should the data center managers in these institutions be looking for when they turn to a DDoS solution?
1: Well, DDoS solutions typically require Layer 3 and Layer 4 and now Layer 7 attacks. Most of the solutions out in the market, and many of the ones that have been around for a long time, have primarily focused on Layer 3 and Layer 4 bulk attacks. Most ISPs already have bulk attack prevention, and there's a lot of DDoS service providers, cloud-based providers, that provide more. Or they provide comprehensive three and Layer 3 and 4, and they also provide Layer 7 services. Financial institutions and for banks, they'll have to have the bulk protections of Layer 3 and Layer 4. They also really need to focus now on Layer 7 attacks as they're one of the fastest growing categories and they're the ones that are really out there probing the systems. The Layer 7 attacks themselves, they do actually get fairly tricky and even some of the largest DDoS um, service providers like Cloudflare and others, they do have some degree of uh, Layer 7 prevention, but they don't have the full comprehensive services. Plus, they don't necessarily know zero-day attacks or can't identify zero-day attacks. A lot of companies now are going with their own hardware-based solutions based upon the deficiencies in the cloud service providers and also with their ISPs, and they're using either put in a full comprehensive layer 3, 4, and 7 uh, solution, or they're using them to augment their ISP for layer 7 attacks only.
0: So, Mark, one thing that's interesting is you hear from some people that hardware-based DDoS solutions really aren't the best way to go. Uh, you feel otherwise. What's your what are your thoughts on this?
1: Now, you've probably been talking to the DDoS service providers. They would love to have everyone believe that a hardware-based solution is very expensive, requires a lot of upfront costs, et cetera, et cetera. They also want much to, want to believe that. The DDoS solutions are an extra piece of hardware, require a lot of management, are difficult to set up, all those types of things. They want to make their solution seem as easy as possible. Some of that's true. I'm not going to deny it. For some of our other competitors, their products can be expensive and they can be complicated to set up, and some of them do require a lot of updating to keep them up to date from, from the latest attacks using signature files, et cetera even though in a, an expensive option, ones that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars do have a break-even, and they can be justified when customers are hit with huge overs charges from their DDoS service providers. Using a hardware-based appliance, prices are predictable, whether a customer gets hit with a single DDoS attack every year or if, or if they're unlucky enough to be getting, getting hit with them on a daily basis. As for management and updating, some solutions are difficult to both set up and do require signature updates. DDoS uses a different approach. We use a 100% behavior-based detection engine, so we don't require signatures and the constant updating that other solutions need. We also have automated setup tools that really can have a customer up within minutes um, without having to do anything really other than unpacking the box, plugging it in, just doing a couple configuration options. So we've got a we've got a solution that really does overcome a lot of the detractions of the hardware-based appliances or hardware-based methods to protect against DDoS attacks.
0: Just to play devil's advocate, wouldn't a large-scale DDoS attack just absolutely overwhelm a data center appliance as compared to a hosted DDoS provider that would have hundreds of gigabytes of capacity?
1: Good question. That's one one of the primary ones we get asked by customers. Most attacks that are hitting the average data center are around 10 to 20 gigabits per second. A lot of the latest attacks that you'll hear in the news lately, 300 gigabits, 400 gigabits, and those are very large attacks that are coordinated against some of the big names and big targets in the industry like Cloudflare and VeriSign. Typically speaking, an average business is not going to see that level of volume or that level of sophistication. And the good news here is that these, these targets, they're really more publicity stunts in some ways. Average businesses are getting hit with larger attacks, as I said, in the 10, 20-gigabit range, some a little bit higher. Uh, but mostly the real threats to especially banks and financial institutions, they're really getting hit with the Layer 7 attacks. And as I said before, they're, they're one of the fastest-growing segments of DDoS attacks. We do things a little bit differently, again, than, than other manufacturers out there who are, who are limited – with their capacity, we do offer boxes that go up to 24 gigabits per second. But we do mitigation, or we stop traffic even when it's coming in these massive floods. We still allow traffic to continue to come through the box. We have a feature called line rating, which will still allow traffic to come through. And with our IP reputation services, we actually can identify good traffic and to continue to allow that into the system and be somewhat in- uninterrupted under a very heavy stress attack under under hundreds of gigabits. It is going to slow things down for these customers, but at least the traffic will continue to go through until the event is is complete. We also do recommend for customers that are worried about these very large attacks is to continue to use the DDoS protections that their ISP provider has for these large Layer 3 and Layer 4 attacks, but to put in a hardware-based appliance so they actually do have the sophisticated Layer 7 attack prevention.
0: Well, Mark, let's talk about Layer 7 attacks. Hosted DDoS providers offer Layer 7 protection too. So what makes your solution for the DDoS better than what they
1: offer? Well, as I mentioned, we do have this behavior-based model. Everything with us is 100% behavior-based. We can detect the smallest of attacks and even zero-day attacks that haven't been identified. We watch all services automatically, and we react to any anomalies that, that crop up. Most of the DDoS service providers offer Layer 7, however, however many are signature-based, and they'll need to know about the parameters of the attacks so they're able to block it. Some do have behavior-based tools, but they're not as sophisticated and as granular for every possibility and nuance, and they do require software sensors to be installed in the customer's data center in order to be able to report back to the DDoS mitigation or DDoS service provider to, to stop the threat. FortiDDoS ddos can react in as little as five seconds to an attack. Signature systems, even with these behavior backups that they have, they still take around 30 seconds for a service provider to fully mitigate an attack. Service-based solutions also usually quarantine traffic through redirection before mitigating it, and this sometimes adds additional delays to stop an attack where 4 ddos will begin the mitigation as soon as it detects it after the five seconds and within another five seconds the attack is stopped. Forty DDoS also can be configured um, and customized much more easily than it is to do work with uh, a DDoS service provider. They don't offer as many configuration options, especially when it comes to Layer 7 attacks. Finally, most DDoS service providers charge more for Layer 7 or require expensive enterprise plans. We include it in FortiDDoS at no extra cost, so you get full Layer 3, 4, and 7 protection.
0: Mark, I'm going to come back to expense in a moment, but first let me ask you about management. You hear often that management of an extra device is an issue with data center managers. How do you counter that argument?
1: Anytime you add an additional device to a network, you're adding extra complexity. And some people actually try to get around this. They'll try and squeeze as much functionality out of other devices, such as firewalls and intrusion protection systems. Some of those do offer DDoS protections, but they really don't have a Layer 7 protection, and they can not actually themselves be easily overwhelmed by a bulk Layer 3 or Layer 4 attack. A DDoS service provider still adds complexity. It's not just a, a service you sign up to and give them your credit card. You still have to actually manage the service, and if you're using a Layer 7 protection, you're going to have to manage the software and elements that are installed in your network. FortiDDoS was designed to be easy to set up and easy to manage. We have automated scanning tools and standardized defaults that make it really simple and really easy to install. Uh, the learning mode we have literally within minutes can build a baseline profile and begin protecting against even the most sophisticated attacks. We don't use signatures, as I mentioned before, so there's really no updating or anything that has to be done to the box. You, I want to use the term set it and forget it. <laughs> That's kind of kind of the, the model that we've built with this.
0: So, Mark, you broached the expense question. I'm going to ask you about that now. Most in-house DDoS solutions are really an expensive purchase. How do you justify or validate, let's say, the cost versus that
1: of a hosted DDoS prevention service? A DDoS appliance does require an upfront purchase, and some can be very expensive. Even expensive ones, though, do have a payback period when you look out two to three years. Sort of like a $15 charge to rent a cable modem versus buying one for $150. $150. FortiDEOS models are less than half the price of hardware-based competitive solutions, and generally we take about 10 to 12 months to break even compared to most DEOS service providers when you look at their enterprise plans. I find even taking into account the overage fees that most service providers tack on. It's sort of like that $50 cable modem becomes a $50 a month cable modem because you're using it too much. So would you rather pay one price or wait to see how much your bill is going to be each month? Very good. Well, Mark, I appreciate your time and
0: your insight today. Thank you so much. No problem. The topic has been DDoS, Why Financial Institutions Need a Dedicated Solution. I've been talking with Mark Byers, Director of Product Marketing with Fortinet. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.